Welcome to Success Talks, an exclusive podcast for our Yellow Magazine contributors. Success Talks features life-enhancing interviews with real people in professional roles and small businesses, providing our listeners tools, insights, and thought leadership to help restore life balance and redefine success. Each interview is varied and includes key lessons designed to help you focus your mind, improve productivity, and enable freedom and fulfillment. Enjoy today's episode. Our greatest glory is not in never failing, but in rising every time we fail. To me, perseverance is to keep going in when you face obstacles, challenges. It's the inner drive that keeps you in the zone when everything else tells you, go on, just quit. And it is choosing to put one foot after another when the finish line is nowhere near in sight. For most people, the typical journey to achieving success spans many years, sometimes decades. And it is tempting to get discouraged and wonder what is the point in trying. What's worse is when other people seem to have it all figured out and they're making all the greatest progress and you're not. One thing to remember is that many people who have succeeded have endured hardships, challenges, failures at some point in their life. And all of them kept going because they were so determined to make an impact. Consider this. Should you quit when others are? If you are not achieving your goals quick enough, when you doubt yourself, or when you face a challenge. You see, the answer lies in these questions. How much do you want to succeed in life? And how hard are you willing to work for those dreams? When your dream means a lot to you and you believe that you can succeed, you will achieve. Today's big question is how to persevere. And today we've got Claire Gordon with us. Claire is a director at Chartsign Limited. She started her career in childcare, completely different sector, but now she runs an established electrical technical publication and a recruitment business. So much going on in Claire's world. Claire believes the company has potential to grow and expand, and she is excited to be part of the company's future. Not only did Claire take on a company during the pandemic, but she also passed her certification in recruitment practice, which she hopes to put to good use with the future of the company's plans. Claire's mantra is, work hard, play hard. A lady after my own heart. (laughs) Claire, welcome to Success Talks. How is life treating you? Hi, Tammy, really well. I'd forgotten half the things that I'd written there. I'd read it and forgotten what we've spoken about. So it's good to see you. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to bring up a lot of the things that you've shared in your story. But the first thing to, um, to point out is that I am beyond impressed by your story. I thought I've been determined in my life. But when I read yours, wow, it's, it's eye-opening. And I absolutely love your style. Thank you. It was when, when you approached me initially when I put a little thing on LinkedIn, you know, just a little bit about my life. It's just my life. It's who I am. It's what I do. I, I just don't give up. So then when you said, you know, how interesting it was, I thought, was it really? 
I don't think so. But then when I put pen to paper and I went through it, I thought, I have got a story, actually. <laughs> yeah, we all have a story, but we, yeah, we undersell it to ourselves because it's our normal. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I've, I've always been, well, I was always quite a shy person. Um, and I actually said this to one of my friends recently, you know, I'm very shy and people say no, but I'm shy until you know me and then you just can't shut me up. <laughs> shy until you know me, then you can't yes. shut me up. <laughs> that should be the mantra. <laughs> There's another one. <laughs> well, there is a quote that you have in your article. So you said, listen to and believe the people that don't put you down. How did you even come to understanding this? Um, it, it was just going through everything I went through. I had non-believers, but I had people saying that I wouldn't be able to go to university, I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, but my mum was just an absolute rock during all these times, which I think you could see. My mum always knew I wasn't the most academic. Um, she struggled herself at school. And she wasn't going to let the struggles I had stop me from doing anything I wanted to. She was a firm believer that if I wanted to do something, I could do it. And I had her knocking, you know, knocking, well, not knocking, you know, tapping my shoulder every now and again. Just remember, believe in yourself, you can do it if you want it. And so those people that told me I couldn't do it or wouldn't do it, my mum would just turn around and say, you can and you will. And what a legend. That's it. <laughs> They're the people you need in your life. Um, it's interesting that because this isn't the first podcast that I've done of something similar. Uh, I spoke with um, a guy, Michael, who has ADHD and dyslexia. Mm. And his teacher said to him that he wouldn't amount to much, uh, that he was like a naughty boy. And I wonder whether that of that... I say of that time, um, years ago, where mm. career advisors, teachers thought that saying something like that was quite motivational. Like, I, I don't understand why would they say that and, and what's different about teachers today? Because it, I'm right in saying that you had dyslexia? Yes, yeah, I was diagnosed quite late with it as well. It wasn't until I got to college. Um, at high school, there was a teacher, an English teacher that, kind of saw something but it was too late to do all the tests to get the extra time in or the GCSEs and everything she did spend something um which obviously I'm very proud and very grateful for but it wasn't until I got to college and when I did the dyslexia test um it has a little bit of maths in it as well and I, I'll never forget the woman turning around to me had my fingers into the desk she said can you put your hands on the desk and show me what you're doing because I'd learned to, I can't do the time, even now, don't ask me my times tables like that, I haven't got a clue, but ask me to work it out with my fingers, I can just do it like that. My sister now, she still thinks it's hilarious, she loves it, if she knows I'm doing some maths and she knows that my fingers are going under the table, but let's see, let's see, it's so clever the way you do that. Um, so yeah, and again, my mum was very good at encouraging me, yes, you're slower than other people and you, you know, I'm not quite as quick. Because again, at school, you're thick, you're slow, you're stupid, all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, but my mum could see something and she kept saying, you can do it, you will do it. And she used to sit with me and, you know, help me with my homework as much as she could. Um, so, yeah, when I, when I got the diagnosis of dyslexia, we weren't surprised. But by that point, even the people that were helping me then said it's not like they could do for me because I'd been you know, 
in school for all those years. I was now 16, older than that. And I just had it, I had it sorted in my own head how to just get through. Um, spell checker is my friend, even now. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, I still use the calculator and I also use spell checker and grammar, this and yeah. Yes, I do rely on it. (laughs) (laughs) So do you have like a special technique with counting? Because you said with your fingers, it's quite impressive. Like you've now spiked my interest. We're going to go off on a tangent. What's this finger counting thing? Well, it's like, I I don't know. If you you ask me to to do a simple equation, like seven plus nine, you know, I'd I'd do the seven, but then I'd, I'd keep counting on my fingers until I got to the nine. That's kind of a bit different as well, because the nine times table, I don't know if you know, you can actually do that on your fingers. So one nine's nine, then you've got 18, 27, 36. <laughs> so that one is an easy one. But then if there was, you know, six, six plus four or something, I'd, I'd have six in the head and then I'd count six on my fingers again. And I'd know that's twice and then three. So, but yeah, I just do it so quickly now that no one notices. Wow. Let's you know. I thought it was just like the simple, right, okay, two add four, and you go, right, cool, six. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, my, my fingers go. In primary school, I remember my, um, my primary school teacher actually sitting there one, well, standing in front of me one day, grabbing my hands, what are these for? You know, we're in a maths lesson, what are these for? Oh, no. So these can help you, use these, these for, and it all started from then, so... By the time I worked my way through high school and was doing my maths, I could do it quite quickly on the fingers. <laughs> yeah, well, I found that because I also had dyslexia, but I didn't know until university. But I did ignore the signs. That's my own fault because they tried to give me help, and my pride said, "You don't want help. You've got this, Tammy. <laughs> Stupid Tammy. <laughs> Should have taken the help." Um, and I had unique ways of doing like maths as well, and I'd have my own formula, and I was always told off. I was like, but the answer's the same. And they were like, no, no, you have to show your workings mm-hmm. using this only. And I hated that. I was like, but I can't remember that one. I can remember mine. Exactly. Yes, no, I completely understand that one. And of course, how do you put on paper what you're doing with your fingers? Yeah. <laughs> doing that, if I was to write it down, it would have taken me longer. <laughs> Draw like finger marks on there. Here's my workings. <laughs> I think that's why it took me four times to get my maths. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it's the education system's fault, not ours. Absolutely. And you know what? The the older I get, the more I learn, the more I see. And of course, when I did my childcare, and my dream was always to be a primary school teacher, you suddenly realise that it wouldn't have been a good job for me at all because I don't always agree with the way children are taught. Everybody's different. Yeah. Um, And and I, I, I... I know, I know there would be no quick fix, but it, it's got to be hard for the teachers out there because they're taught one way, and if the child doesn't understand or can't grasp it quick enough, they're just kind of put to the back of the queue, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they say, certainly are. They're like boxed off into a group of people and they're labelled a certain way and that's not very encouraging. Um, yeah, it kind of crushes many people. And I hope that the future will change for people going through that, as that's the starting point of your your career. You know, you're learning your skills and then you go to apply them somewhere. If you're constantly told that you're the naughty child or you're the stupid one, then you would it, maybe 
I want to be careful with my words here because I'm going to then assume that you wouldn't persevere, but that's not the case. It no. depends what your drivers are. And so it's pushing through that. So looping back to you, where did you, why did you persevere so hard? Like, what was that driver that you were like, no, I'm going to be ruthless? Not just your GCSEs, but you said you went into um, childcare. There was a bank staff work and you challenged the ladies saying, <laughs> how, how am I meant to get experience if you don't give me the job? Like, what was that like for her? Well, I don't know. I never really asked her. And it was, and again, it wasn't until I put pen to paper and I was thinking about it. Again, I can't even believe that that was me that challenged someone. Because again, I'm very shy, very timid at times. Um, but I think I got to that point. At, at that point, I was I'm just near the end of my university degree. Um, and you saying about how children feel, there was a, we did a lot of self-fulfilling self prophecy. And I'd never heard of that before until I went to university. And I think that was a bit of my light bulb moment. I could be doing something completely different because this is what I've been told. Actually, I want to do this. Um, I've got three aunties that are all high school teachers, uh, no, they're all primary school teachers. And for me, that was just a natural progression. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be like them. My one lived out in Egypt and I got the opportunity to spend a month with her and actually went to school out there. So I, I had all these drivers that I wanted to be like my aunties and I want to be good, you know, and I want to do this. And that kept me going because that's what I wanted. And then when I finished university and realised, well, actually, it's probably about time I got a full-time job and instead of going straight into my PGCE. So I went to do that. And, and then for this woman to turn around and say, you haven't got enough experience. Again, I understand about the practical and the theoretical I get all that but during all these courses through my BTEC through that I, I wasn't having experience I was in nurseries so then I was really upset to think what have I not done that I should have done and that's why and there was obviously something in me that day that just thought well I'm going to ask you if you're not going to give me this experience with bank staff how am I going to get any job if I can't get a bank staff job and I don't know I don't know how I said it to her, but she then gave me a phone call and said, well, actually, yes, we're willing to give you a try. Yeah, it's a valid point. How are you going to get experience if someone doesn't give you that opportunity? Like, what are they looking for? It's a bit unfair. Yeah, because bank staff, it's just what you know. They just pick up the phone. If they don't want you, they don't call you. If they do want you and you can do, you go in. So it was just... Please give me that try. Because <laughs> yeah. otherwise, I've got to go and find another job somewhere else. Yeah, well, it's quite brave of you to just challenge them and say, you know, this is maybe it was your break point. You've done all this work. You want to see the fruits of your labor. And that was the, no, no, I really want this. And I will challenge on you on your thinking or your reasoning for not allowing me to have this role uh, because of some experience. Yeah, I quite, um, I'm quite impressed with that. Thank you. <laughs> so looking back, I never even thought about it. I never even thought what I'd done um, until I started writing all this and then kind of looking back at what I've done and where I've been and thinking, actually, I've, I've done more than I could ever have imagined. But I'm just Therapeutic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah yeah um it's uh, quite a therapeutic experience to just look back but also mm. that um i don't know about you uh, in my life when i've looked back of like, what have i achieved i make it quite a, a regular practice i do it every year for new year right what have i done this year what, what's my achievements but also when i say achievements i also look at my failures as well mm. and that's how i i grow and how i um accept things will go wrong and I will just pick myself up that's perseverance so I have confidence in my abilities even when things go in a completely different direction or I embarrass myself or I do something shameful you know it's just facing those challenges and pushing through them so that I can get to where I want to be and that's really to me what perseverance is to having that confidence in yourself Yes, and that's got to be a starting point, haven't you? Because if you don't believe in yourself, who, how can you expect anybody else to? And that is one thing I've learned. It's more so over the, over the last year, but that is one thing I've learned over the years. Mm -hmm. Got to believe in yourself. Is the last year then really ramped it up for you? Because going from uh, corporate, you know, it's quite a stable role. You know you, when your payment's going to come in, you've got your tasks that you've got to complete, but there's not really that much pressure, not really. And, and I experienced it when I transitioned out of corporate into running my own business. The pressure like really amps up, all of a sudden you don't know if that paycheck's going to come in. So you have to do something about that. And it's always evolving. And that really attacks in a good way. Um, your character is that what you've experienced yeah I mean I suppose my my story is slightly different in that respect because even though taking on the company I was already working in the company so I, I was already so although I, I, I am one of the directors of chart sign I still work for, the, for our client base as well so I sometimes say to people it's almost like having two full-time jobs because I'm still doing what I was doing before um, which included some of the, the, the chart sign work of doing the recruitment side of things. But before I didn't have to deal with any payments, you know, I didn't have to, you know, all the back office stuff, I guess, I didn't have to do any. Um, and over, over the last year, it's about knowing where the, where the, where the um, bucket, where, you know, where, where everything stops. Yes, I've got a business partner, um, but he's got his own, he's got his own company and it was me that approached him and asked him if he wanted to take on the company with me um because it, it was my my dad and um stepmom's company and then they decided they wanted to retire which is fair enough but you know I sat there and I thought it's not just me I've got to look out, out for him it's all the other people so I, I rang Cranthy and said to him would you be interested um and he said yep yeah, let's go for it so because initially I just rang him saying if I manage it do you want it? And um, he said, well, why don't we do it together? So he lets me do all the managing. He kind of keeps, keeps out until I ask him for help and advice. Um, so that, that's where a lot of things have changed over the last year for me, realising that I've got to believe in myself because if I don't, how's the business going to continue? How's it going to grow? How are we going to do anything? No, it's... Yeah. Are you saying then the self-belief is fundamental for perseverance absolutely yes i think so yeah it's got to be 
it's like that little voice on your shoulder saying really kind things to you. It's like, go on, you got this. Well, in your case, your mum, when you were younger, it was your mum. It was. Yes, it was. Yeah. And, and yeah, I agree with that. It's, it's about having, having a dream and believing that you can have that dream. No, yes, I wanted to be a primary school teacher. That didn't work. I did go and apply for a PGCE and I didn't get it. And at that point, I thought, does it matter? I'm enjoying my nursery nurse jobs. I can carry on. Um, and then when I got my Bernardo's job, which is my all-time favourite job, I loved it. Really, really rewarding. And But then things changed and I wasn't happy. When Dad offered me to go and work with him, I thought, you know what? Got to give something a try, haven't you? So I went in. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. But again, I believed I could do it. And I thought, let's give it a try. <laughs> So you've got to believe in yourself to persevere, because otherwise, just stop, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would just give up. So what would you say to yourself or to a teenager who's thinking, all right, these are my options, but, you know, I'm not sure. I've got dyslexia. Someone told me that I wouldn't be able to succeed in life. What would you say to, to that person? You know what, Tammy, I say it all the time. <laughs> my partner's got lots of nieces and nephews. Um, and some of them are grown adults now and they all know they come and speak to me they know exactly what's going to come out of my mouth if you want something you've got to try you've got to put the work in and you'll get it it might not come easily it might not come straight away I actually read an article and I can't remember the names of the people I think Steve Jobs was one of them but there's people that didn't make their money and get to where they are until they're in the 40s 50s 60s so it, it doesn't matter when things happen, if you believe and you want something enough, it's only you that's going to stop you getting. Yeah. Oprah's story is really impressive. If you haven't um, watched a documentary on it or if you prefer reading, um, I'm not sure which book, but her story is like shocking. And wow, okay. she's like known all around the world now. Like that is perseverance. Like just put that in the dictionary, perseverance, Oprah. <laughs> I don't know her backstory, so that's one thing, that's one I'll have to look into. It's a homework for you. I, I find it absolutely fascinating listening to, or, you know, finding out about other people's stories now, because of, because of where, because of where I am and how, I, how I've fought to get where I am. I just love hearing how other people have got to where they are and, you know, their backstories. I find it really inter interesting. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, and cheering them on as well. When you're in a position where you're achieving what you want, mm -hmm. there's some level of like contentment. It's like, this is it. This is the yellow part. You're like, I love life. I'm high on life. I feel good. So when someone else is successful, whatever their version of success is, you can almost like cheer them on going, well, your story is wonderful and well done to you. But if you're in a state where you haven't achieved your dreams because you didn't persevere, you failed and stuff, you you project and then you hate on these people, you're like, oh, you know, how dare you be so rich? You're disgusting. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just trying to think of what, what I would um, often hear people say, but it's usually about money and how dirty money is. But it's like, no, that's not the case. They've worked really hard for that. You know, you don't know their story to make that opinion. You're just projecting because you didn't put your heart and soul into something. And so it's easier to cast blame than to look inwards. Absolutely. And you know, and that's one thing that really does annoy me. And I do try and be very, very nice to people. You, know, you get the flippant comment, oh, Claire's loaded. I'm not loaded by any stretch of the imagination. 
I've worked hard for what I what I get, what I what I've got. Um, but I also make sure that I keep myself level headed as well. I'm no better than anybody. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, I think that's the perseverance that comes into that. You know, we're all just the same and you get out of life what you put in. I love that. Make me shiver. <laughs> oh, take note of that, listeners. All right. So based on what we shared today, what one key advice would you give to the listeners? <laughs> just keep going. Believe in yourself and work hard for what you want. Yeah, nice, nice. Do you have any services or products available to help the listeners to go to yellow? Um, we're well, we're looking at changing the way we go. At the moment, we're mainly electrical and we've got a recruitment side to that. I'm willing to talk to anybody that wants to just have a chat about perseverance and where they are, um, you know, and look at how to, to move on yeah well now you've got a qualification in uh, recruitment yes I forgot about that I started that before um, before the pandemic um, and never thought for one minute I'd pass again I didn't believe in myself um, so the day that certificate came through you should have seen me jumping around the room <laughs> oh high on life again perseverance keep going yes absolutely <laughs> Maybe your middle name should be Claire Perseverance Gordon. <laughs> <I don't> know <laughs> that one. <laughs> How can the listeners get in touch with you? Um, well, I'm on LinkedIn, so I'm more than happy for people to contact me there. And we've got our own website as well. So either way, you get through to me. Brilliant. Claire is available to support you, guide you, and inspire you on a journey to yellow reach out to her today. Help is here, it's always here, but you must take the first step. Details can be found in the description. Claire, thank you for your words of wisdom today and in the Yellow Magazine. May your life be yellow. Thank you, Tammy. <laughs>